Hello and welcome to Mirror Talk. We have moments where we just have to pause. Just pause and take a break and reflect on life. Remember, you are strong, you are enough, you are capable, you are blessed and you are loved. Your moment of greatness starts now. On reddit.com, I came across a post titled, You Are Not Alone, How I Tamed the Monster of Depression. So I invited the author, who also runs a blog called yoursageschool.com, to share his story and experience with us. Thank you so much once again for um, making time out to speak with me about this very, very um, difficult topic. <laughs> yes, it is, it is a very difficult topic and like not a lot of people like, like talking about it. So I just wanted to put my story out there and like, I wanted to like help people and like, Make them feel like they're not alone. That was like the main intention of the post. Can you walk me through your story? When was the first time you experienced depression? Uh, well, frankly, I think I was very young the first time I experienced depression. Probably in maybe the fifth grade. Uh, so it was very young. So like, I, I've been like depressed on and off for like a long time, almost my whole life. And like, because like when I grew up, I grew up in like a kind of very unstable uh, family environment. And yeah. and that contributed a lot. Uh, so, so I was only child. So even when I went to school, I was like, I was more of an introvert. So I didn't make a lot of friends very mm. easily. And like all these, all these factors contributed. So I think almost my whole life, I've been suffering from some form of depression, probably. You said you you came from like um a troubled home or unstable home. Yes. What, what do you mean by that? Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Uh, without going into too much detail, I I'd say it was a, a very emotionally unstable home. Like my parents had a lot of issues with each other, and that mm. that that made me not feel very secure in my own house from a very young age, and so like. Yeah. And even in school, there was a lot of, like, trouble. And that was something that I, I felt a lot of guilt there. And that sort of, like, started the depression. And then there are also, obviously, genetic issues and things like that that uh, mm. make it worse. So, like, it, it's a combination of nature and nurture that, that, that is, like, something that will cause it, I think. Ah, Okay. So, um, apart from family, um, what else triggered depression? Uh, I think one of the main things was just, I, I was bullied uh, probably from the 6th or 7th grade. Like, there was a lot of bullying. And I think that, yeah. that really contributed to it. Because, like, when I went home, there was no stability. I didn't find a support system. And when I went to school... Mm -hmm. There was no stability and like I, I, I felt absolutely alone for like many years of my life. And I think like around seventh grade is when I think that was like one of the worst years of my life. And I still remember it. And the scars from that year still sort of stay with me even now, like all these years later. And mm. it, it was really hard because you feel the thing about depression is you feel really alone. And you can, you can be in a room full of people and you can like have a really good time, but you can just feel absolutely depressed. And one of the things like, uh, one of the things like why, when I went to a, a therapist the first time in my life, I still remember that. That was like, I think I was in 
uh, first year of my college degree, I, I had a great day in, in, in college and like I talked to my friends, I had a good time and I came back home and I felt suicidal and there's no reason for that. Like I had a good day, everything was going well, like my life was fine, but why was I feeling suicidal? I remember sitting on the couch and thinking, God, I just want to kill myself. And that's when I realized I needed help at that point. And that, that was when I went to a therapist, I talked and, you know, sometimes it doesn't really work out. Even in my post, that was like one of the main criticisms of my post, if you have read it, Mm -hmm. that I didn't talk about a therapist too much. So the therapist thing, I think, I didn't want to put that in the post because I think that's a different post. It's a a complicated topic, finding the right therapist and finding the right psychiatrist. I remember a lot of comments that said, you know, like uh, depression is like if you break a leg, you go to the doctor and it's the same thing. But frankly, it's not. It's not It's not as simple as you go to a therapist and a therapist is just going to cure you of your depression. It's You have to do a lot of work yourself. And th- that's something you can't get around. And that's a, maybe it's an unfortunate reality, but it is a reality. A medication and therapy yeah. can only get you so far. Hmm. So you're talking about um, you doing the work to get uh, over this depression. You're doing the work to get over depression. Yes. Um, can you walk me through this um, system that you use for combating depression. I read through your post and you mentioned, made mention of like some short-term, long-term right. um, strategies. Right. Can you walk me through them? Yes, I can, I can walk you through them. So, um, right. So I think the first thing, uh, the thing about depression is, it's something that, see, when I, I named my post, uh, how I tamed depression, and I did that for a reason. Because I, I didn't say how you cure depression. Because even now, even though like I'm much better than I was maybe five, three, four years ago, I, I still have days where I can slip right back to like having a very depressed state. So the mm. point is, what I was trying to make was, you need to have a system where you can recover from those setbacks. And you need to, you need to understand that it's a long journey. And many times you're going to feel like you're back in square one. And that's going to feel very disappointing and very disheartening. But when you have a system, it's something you can fall back on. It's your own yeah. support system when, you, when your willpower is just giving out. And that, that's the worst part of depression. So when your willpower is just giving out, you need something, you need like a set of things that, okay, I don't have to think anymore. I don't have to worry about what my next thing is. I have these, I have these rules that I can just follow that I've created myself and I'm going to go through it. So... That was the idea behind the system to combat depression. So I can walk you through it. Yes, please. So the first one was uh, identify negative triggers and thought patterns. The thing of yeah, yeah right. So the so the thing about that is, um, depression is uh, what you do in depression. You start ruminating. That basically means you start going over things again and again, and those are usually like the worst parts of your life or when you felt the worst, and you just repeatedly do that for a long period of time, and that makes it worse. So you relive like that, the most embarrassing time of your life. You relive that, the point where you felt like a failure, or you or you felt like you failed at something, or you embarrassed yourself. So you need to, you need to see, you need to find out what those thought patterns are, and you need to figure out a way to identify them. Because when you identify them, you can be like, okay, look, this is what's happening. 
I'm going back into this thought pattern and I'm just repeating it again and, and again and again. And I need to stop doing that. So this is the depression talking. So that's the first thing. You identify it. And even if you can't stop it immediately, it's fine. Just knowing that you're going into the spiral is important. So that's the one of the first short term yeah. thing. And, and uh, that, in that way, um, identifying your, your negative triggers. Yes. Um, you made mention of like keeping a journal. Yes, keeping a journal is very uh, useful, especially if your depression is pretty bad. Because uh, a lot of the time, you think you can identify it, but then you start forgetting like what exactly the trigger is. So when you write it down, you mm. sort of crystallize it, and you and, and you see a pattern that starts to emerge after maybe a month or so, and you know, oh, so this is what is sending me into the depression spiral. Something that you don't realize. Mm. Like if you think of, because it's not in your head, because you don't keep the thought in your head. When you write it down and you immediately feel it, it crystallizes much easier. So the next one is exercise. Yes, exercise. <laughs> exercise is, I yeah. think, uh, it could be one of the most underrated things, but I think it's one of the most important things. Just go out. You need to get your body moving. The thing which we do, like most of us, the way we live our lives is like we're always in front of the computer. We're always doing something, sitting down. So. Our bodies are like full of all this energy, like it's, and our minds are just exhausted all the time. So when you're getting out and exercising, you have all these positive hormones that are going into your head. You're getting yourself out of your head. That's the most important thing. Because when you're depressed, you're stuck in your head constantly. But when you're exercising, you're so tired that now your whole, all your insight is focused on your body. It's not focused on what's happening in your head and you're not constantly going over the negative things. So I, those are the things I think which are easy, relatively easy to implement in the short term. Yeah. So that's why I put yeah. that under short term. Then you, you move on to the um, the medium term right. um, goals or system. Right. Then we move on to the medium term things. So this is like after you feel like, okay, you got over the worst of it. Like you survived the first couple of days of that depression or the week or however long it is. And you're feeling a little bit better and you can do a little bit more. And for that, I'm, uh, the first thing is set clear goals for yourself. So the idea behind that is you, uh, a lot of people who are depressed, they become depressed and they don't have like a good uh, idea of what they want to do in their life or where they're going forward because they're so stuck in the past. And that's what depression is. It's you're obs- You spend your whole life obsessing about past mistakes, past problems, and you're just living your life in the past. So when you set goals for yourself in the future, you pull yourself out of that past. You don't spend so much time on what you did what you did wrong in the past. You start focusing on what you can do in the present and how you can make your future better. And setting clear goals for yourself will, will really help in that. Yeah, I have a little question yes. here. It might sound very stupid, but I don't know if you could um, assist me with this question. Yes. And it is, um, you said we should set like we should set clear goals for ourselves. Yes. And um, how can one set like a very clear goal or a very realizable, realizable goal for his or herself? Um, because, you know, sometimes we, we set these goals with the intention that, yeah, we can do this, I can achieve this greatness. But then if we don't, you know, achieve that goal, it could, you know, make us go back to square one no, no. and then take us deep down into depression again because we are not, we're not able to attain that goal we set for ourselves. So uh, how do I set that goal, a clear goal for myself, that I can realize. Right. So that's a great question uh, about setting maybe goals that are too big or too abstract and you don't know how to start. How, how do you even start that goal? 
and maybe you don't reach it because the steps aren't very clear. So that's when we come to this next point, which is aim for small victories. So what you need to do is you have a big picture goal that you want to achieve, whatever that is. And then you need to take that goal and break it up into the smallest possible thing which you can do, which is what is that one thing I can do today, one task I can do today that will take me slightly more forward toward my goal. And you just focus on that task. And those are the small victories you want to build on. Not, not the, you know, the, the goal that is a year down the line or two years down the line. It's what is going to, what I, what can I do today? And when you have those daily goals that you can finish in a day or finish in two hours or one hour, those are the things that will add up and will help you reach that goal in the end. And those are the things that will take you through the day and through the year and like, it'll help you in, it'll help you sustain yourself. And it sets up a sort of cycle of positivity because like in depression, you're in a cycle of negativity and you're obsessing about negativity constantly and how everything is going to go wrong and how you're going to fail at it. So once you have these goals and you start racking up these small victories, they can be really small things. Like just making your bed in the morning if you're really depressed. That's your goal. Just do that for one day. Don't do anything else if you're too Mm. tired. Just make your bed and get back into your bed and just sit. And that's fine. That's as small as it can be if your depression is really bad. Because I've had days where it's been that bad, where just getting out of bed was a nightmare. So that can be a goal for you. Make your bed, have a shower, and come back and just lay in bed. And be proud of yourself that you did that. Because depression is hard. Hmm. It's not easy. Just to digress a little bit, you said, um, you know, depression is very hard. And in your post, you talked about, you know, this feeling of hopelessness. And you said it's not just the pain... But the hopelessness is like much more bearing. Yes. So can you can you talk about that yeah. that feeling of hopelessness? Yes. So yeah, the pain at least for me, and this is maybe subjective. I don't know, but for me, for me, the de- the pain and the depression was not the worst. It it was this mm. almost uh, oppressive feeling. It was the the whole like when everything, It's like you're drowning in an ocean. And you're just being crushed on all sides. You're isolated and there's no way out. You don't see a light Mm. at the end of the tunnel. That is what really gets you. Because you you can survive pain if you know it's going to end in uh, in a week. Even if you know, look, I have to suffer for the next six months, but after that I'll be fine. Right? You can Mm. probably survive that. The thing about depression is you don't know if it's going to end, when it's going to end, or how it's going to end. And that's 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 when suicide becomes a real problem. Because you need to just give up one time. You can fight that battle like a thousand times and you give up one time and you can die. And, and that's a serious issue. That's a serious problem. Wow. And, that, wow. and that was actually one of, the most, one of the most important things I wanted for this post. And I didn't want to delve too much into the negatives of depression because I wanted to give people that, and tell people, you know, there is hope. And I know your depression right now in your head is telling you there is no hope. And this guy is just talking crap. He doesn't know how depression actually feels and how hard it is to implement any of these things. And I know. I know how hard it is. I know how it's like to slip back. But what I'm telling you is you have to have faith that there is hope. Even if you don't see light at the end of the tunnel. It's there. And you just need to take it one day at a time, one step at a time. Having hope. Yes. Helps you to pull yourself back when you are losing the battle or when it seems like you're losing the battle to depression. Yes. To depression. Yes. It, it helps. Mm. It, it definitely helps. Because when there is no hope, why do you want to continue? 
right? That's a question that will come in your head. Like, if I'm going to spend the rest of my life depressed, like, why am I just going to, why, why do I even want to continue this? It's, it's easier to just yeah. like give up at that point. If you feel there is no hope. So, so that hope mm-hmm. is, the hope is the one thing that, that keeps you going. And, and that's the thing that depression crushes most of the time. And, and that's the hardest yeah. thing to combat. So you need something to fall back on and you need those goals that, you know, it gets better. I wanted to ask that, um, how do you get hope in your own case? Like, what gives you hope? Uh, that's, that's, that, that, that is an interesting question. What gives me hope? It's also a pretty tough question. What gives me hope? I think it's because I've done it so many times at this point. I think I've fallen back so many times into that space of no hope. And I've recovered that I know that recovery is possible. And I know I can fall back on all these ideas. This is basically the system which I was talking about. That I, This is my fallback, right? This is my safety net. So I know, yes. I know, look, even if I feel hopeless today, all I have to do mm. is make my bed. And if I'm at that space right now, I just have to make my bed today. And that's it. And that's, and that's where I start from. I'm going to start building again. I'm going to start rebuilding it again. And, and it's hard when you have those setbacks and you're back to square one and you feel like, oh my God, I did like three years of all this work and I was doing so well. And now I'm back to the place where I can't get out of bed. And, you know, that, that is very disheartening. But don't give up. That's what I'm trying to say. And that's why people who have depression and have other mental illnesses are some of the strongest people I know. Because they know what it's like to get up and fight yourself and fight your own mind and fight your own brain. It's not an easy thing yeah. to do. And yeah. that builds a lot of character. That builds a lot of inner strength. And you have to get back in those setbacks, from those setbacks. That's very brilliant. I mean, one has to, like... Um, I should not give up. I should not give up on myself. Don't give up on hope. You always have that hope that you can bounce back from whatever um, low point or whatever setback. Yes. Have faith in yourself. Even if even if mm. you don't feel like you can have faith in yourself. Even if you don't believe it, still have faith. Mm. Maybe you just need to find something in yourself that says, you know what, like, I don't care about depression at this point. Whether it's anger, whether whatever it is. You need to hate that depression mm. or you need to make peace with it. You need to find something inside yourself that makes you get back up. And do just that one thing. Do the easiest thing you can do. And then start from there. So let's talk about the, let's talk about the, the long-term system of combating depression yes. that, that's been working for yeah. you. So and uh, this, the sixth one is be prepared for setbacks and failures. And, and that's what we were talking about all this time, that you have to be prepared. Like, I'm not going to paint a rosy picture and tell you, you know what, it's, it's going to go away. Like, you beat it one time, it's gone. You're going to slip back. But every time you beat it, it will get easier to uh, pick yourself up again. It won't be as hard mm. as it was the first time. Because you know, you know the journey that you have to take now. And, you know, just be stubborn and just go for it. Don't don't give in, mm. even if it feels like you, even if you feel like you should. And after that, uh, create systems, routines, and plans that will help you recover. And you don't have to follow my system because this is subjective and this is what worked for me. Create something that works for you and something that will help you do, uh, help you go through the day. That's why uh, I, I took some of the easy things like make your bed, get some sunlight, eat healthy, things which are relatively easier to do. So do things like that. Mm. And th- that's how you sort of build your own system that, that actually helps you. One has to find ease ourselves and um, build a system that fits 
is our personality right. for example this is just a general guideline like make your bed get some sunlight eat healthy but you can add things in mm. you can take things out do what makes sense for you but there are some important things like uh finding passions for yourself and finding like for example something that you can really sink into and you can really lose yourself in even if it's like maybe uh, you enjoy a sport or you enjoy playing chess or you enjoy something that you can just forget about everything else and you can just be completely focused and it can be hard when the depression is the worst but if you can find something that can distract you that that will be very helpful yes that's that's very good like once you find um, a set of routine that makes one happy right and these are the more long term things and it was specifically for the long term things because if the depression is very severe and i tell you to do some of these long term things you're going to be like come on none of this is going to work what are you talking about i can't do stuff like this i'm just too tired and i understand that so start small you don't have to do start from the short term get to the medium term and then slowly incorporate this into your life as time passes and the the, the ninth one the ninth one is like as you mentioned earlier it's a sense of hope the ninth one gives a sense of hope it says depression is not a weakness right yes <laughs> that that's hope already that's hope in, in words in sentence uh, uh that that's always been my personal way i look at life uh, i don't like to look at life as being a victim of something i feel that disempowers me why should i give other people control of the way i think or, or the way i feel i don't want to feel powerless in front of the world I, I, i frankly i feel i refuse that and i would rather think of myself as someone who's stronger because of all the adversity that i faced rather than give other people uh, the opportunity to tell me you know what like he's a victim of this and like he's weaker because of this you you're stronger because of this you're not weaker don't ever think you're weaker or your worst because of this that's not the victimhood mentality is not going to help you in many parts of life when i should like really have that mindset that yeah i'm not weak even yes i am not i'm more than i'm not weak i think it's more that i'm not a victim look adversity is going to hit you and you know luck is going to be bad and you might get dealt a bad pair of hands in life and life is not always going to go your way but like for example if you read a lot of stoicism and things like that you'll understand like life is hard but it it's how the, the only thing you can control is your inner self you can't really control the circumstances around you so you have to learn to control yourself and your inner self and you have to mm-hmm. learn to grow from that talking about controlling yourself the next point is forgive forgiving yourself yes <laughs> I think yeah how do I forgive myself th- that is something i think i learned later in life and, and that actually helped me a lot with my depression forgiving myself mm. uh because a lot of depression is being too hard on yourself you're just you're constantly berating yourself you're finding all the faults that make you a weak person and you, you don't give yourself the same kind of uh leave it that you give other people you're, you're more gracious to other people you're more willing to forgive other people but you're never willing to forgive yourself at least for me that's how it was i was very hard on myself and that always made the depression much harder because i was like you know what's wrong with me why, why do i keep falling falling back like this so you need to forgive yourself and realize it's going to take time it's fine and you're awesome and don't don't be so hard on yourself all the time it's not worth it
So how do you, you know, in this, sometimes we, we, sometimes we hold grudges with ourselves because of things we've done in the past, you know, mistakes or whatever, like we messed up in the past. How do we let go of all of this easily? As in, it's, it's very easy to say, but I do like very practical tips on how to let go of those bad things or mistakes we've done in the past. Um, that's an interesting question. How do you let go of the mistakes? Well, one, you need to realize that you're human, right? So all humans yes. make mistakes. You cannot expect perfection from anyone, including mm. yourself and especially not yourself. So there's no yes. reason to expect this absolute perfection. Of course, you're going to make horrible mistakes in life. That's okay. That's what makes you human to make those mistakes learn from those mistakes and you might make those same mistakes again you might screw up again that's fine that's part of being human mm. you have to learn to 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 find that guilt and just give yourself a hug go back in your head and look at that child or that adult or whoever or whatever in your mind is like just completely wrapped up in all this negativity and self hatred and just say and just look at it with love and figure out a way to realize that people just aren't perfect and that's okay. It's okay. It's okay to make mistakes once in a while. You learn from your mistakes. Yes, even if you're making mistakes more than once in a while, that's fine too. Even if you feel like you make mistakes all the time, that's fine as well. Just learn to not make those mistakes again and learn to be forgiving to yourself. Don't get emotionally caught up in just hurting yourself constantly because yeah. yeah. constant mental abuse to yourself is, is not going to help you. It's not going to make you feel better. And then the next one is like, um, we should not allow the depression to define us. Like, uh, this this was actually something that I think my uh, therapist told me that I shouldn't allow my depression to define you myself. That uh, I shouldn't spend my time thinking of myself as a depressed person. Because then if you think, if you define yourself as I am a depressed person, it becomes very hard to get away from it. So you, you need to realize you're so much more than somebody who has depression. Sure, you have this issue, you have this illness, but that's not mm-hmm. what makes you you. There's so much more to a person than just like some illness that they might have. And that's something you need to realize. It's so much more to a person than the illness, yes. than depression. And one has to just focus on the positive part, on the positivity that is, or the things that are working for the person in his or her life. Yes. Mm. That's very brilliant. Thank you so much for your words of wisdom. I really appreciate this. I've learned like a lot from you already. Thank you so much. So can you, can you just briefly tell me about your, your blog? Yes, uh, I started the blog uh, right after the pandemic hit. And like I couldn't continue in my job anymore. I used to do marketing and uh, content writing for a travel company. But because of the pandemic, like the whole thing shut down. The whole travel industry was done. So like I figured out, you know, like, like I said, adversity hits you. So I needed to figure out what I have to do in life. So that's when I started, like, uh, I started learning how to program and code, I'm doing a course on that. And I also started my blog. And the blog is mostly about, like, productivity tips, mental health stuff, a lot of things, like, which will help you, like, grow as a person. And how, yeah. how, and my journey and how maybe I can inspire you to be a better version of this. I was going to the blog and I was saying something like, um, how to help people like get gain skills for example and how to gain skills that will help you personally like what you talked about earlier setting clear goals or developing systems or not be um, not being intimidated 
and I'm going from, you know, unmotivated or lazy to being assertive and um, articulated. And I find that very, very brilliant. Thank you. Thank That's you so much. Good. And hopefully uh, it, it's helpful for like uh, many people. Yes. Yes, yes I, I hope so. So I'm going to place uh, a link to your, to your blog, yoursageschool.com yes. in the show notes for this episode. And I, I encourage all my friends out there to please visit the website, subscribe to the newsletter and you always get, you know, newsletter and exclusive materials from him all the time. They are very helpful for personal and for professional growth. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I am eternally grateful for your time, your love and contributions. You mean a lot to me. Thank you once again for listening and sharing with your loved ones. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this journey on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and other platforms in the description. Stay blessed.